What's up? Welcome to Build. This is Maggie. Did you think I was done with goals? Think again. Today is the day I have been waiting for. I finally got Elias, co-founder and CTO of Drift, to come on the show to talk about how we do this process at Drift. We go one step further, though, and we talk through not only how we set goals, but also how we make sure that we hit them. We use what we call the Drift Performance System to stay on track, visualize progress, and keep everyone aligned. I hope you enjoy it. Elias, welcome to Built. Thank you for having me. It's been this an honor. This is the first time. I've been uh, waiting for about two years to be invited to this podcast, and uh, I'm finally here. Yeah. I'm, I'm very excited. It's a big moment for you and for me. Big moment. Yes. Okay, let's get into it because we have a topic that has been something we've been working on for a long time, something you've been thinking about for a really long time, obviously, growing the team at Drift, but it's called Motion the Drift Performance System. It's a fantastic name. Great name. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about what it is. We're going to get into all the different pieces of it, but what is it and why is this something that kind of has come up right now? What is Motion? Motion is really a, it's a toolkit, right? It's really a system for people to plan for an outcome really to prepare to accomplish a goal right you, so it's like we all have goals whether it be personal or professional and so what motion is is a complete toolkit that says that helps you describe what is it that you're trying to accomplish what is your plan of action and how can you show others visibility and progress of your work of your progress of your momentum right to accomplish those goals okay so I would imagine that most people who do goal setting think that they have kind of figured this problem out. But this system has many more parts than I've seen before. Exactly. I think that when I've spoken to, to people about this concept and this idea and what we do here at Drift, the first thing that comes to mind is OKRs, mm-hmm. right? OKRs is like kind of the gold standard. It definitely inspire uh, parts of the motion kit, right? And in, in the sense that... In itself is a complex process. <laughs> to, mm-hmm. You know, you know it very well. <laughs> we do it every quarter here of defining, of narrowing down, or picking goals, of what is the right level of the goal? Are we sandbagging? Is this the right measurement? Do we know we're accomplishing? So the goals in itself has so many challenges, but the problem is that OKRs just leaves you flat and dry there. Because you set them and then you set them, and it's like okay, let's just review them, mm-hmm. and it's really difficult because I think there's not a lot of clarification of how you go about both showing where you are in the process, right? And sometimes a lot of people pick very binary goals, like we're going to ship something mm-hmm. or we're going to achieve something. And then you only wait until that last day. And so what this toolkit helps you, right? This system is really to be able to show people on like a daily, weekly basis, the motions that you're going through to achieve and accomplish that goal. Because sometimes we will not be able to accomplish that number of that goal. Right. And it's best to show your work. It's kind of like at school when you're taking a test, right? Mm-hmm. You might not get the right answer, but if you show your right. work, you're going to get a lot a lot more credit. Right. And theoretically, if you're showing your progress week over week, that means that if you get to a point where you're maybe not going to hit your goal, you should know sooner and we're able to course correct faster because Absolutely. we're paying attention to all the inputs. There's just so many benefits to be in alignment with, with your team and your leaders and to say the whole purpose where we're here and building a company, right, is to is to succeed, right? Mm-hmm. Is to win. But we're not gonna win on every single scenario, on every single track, every single goal, right? We're going to make mistakes along the way. And so we're trying to reduce all likelihood of failure. 
mm-hmm. every time as much as we can. And so we have to be like, did we make a mistake today? Did we drop the ball? Are we losing focus? There's so many things that distract us that OKRs alone do not give you, right? So why we're going to get into what the pieces of pieces of the motion performance system are, but why did you think now was the right time to have something like this adrift at the scale that we're at? Well, I think that really is something that I personally have experienced when we started, you know, when we were 10 people, when we were 50 people, and a new person starts in your company, and you're like, and they're like, okay, what do I do? How do you guys work here? What do you guys do? Should I communicate? You know, people, when, when people started asking me those questions directly to the founder, I start realizing, you know, this is not going to scale. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like, how you know, it's OK to do things that don't scale at the beginning. And we've done plenty of those. But you realize when you're crossing 300, when you're going towards 500 and so forth, you know, it just breaks. Right. And you can't have everybody come and me repeat every single time. This is how we work at Drift or this is how I want you to show. And so we learned that the hard way that I think many companies don't really ever think of solving Mm-hmm. Because it feels heavy or it feels very meta. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think we're a startup, we're scrappy, we're growing yeah. really quickly, we do things that don't scale. But then all of a sudden, there's all these things you have to do to show this, the work that you're working on. So I think it's easy to say, well, why? That feels like so much process for the stage we're at. Yeah. No, absolutely. But I think that, like, first of all, I'm like number one person in the world that hates process. Like, I don't like to follow a process, right? But what I realized is that this discipline, quoting a friend, right, Jocko, it's like discipline equals freedom. And what I've seen this does, right, is like regardless of how heavy you adopt it, it gives you freedom to be able to say, look, we agreed on these goals, you and I. You and I both, you know, we work together on mm-hmm. stuff, and you're like, these are my goals. And you're like, okay, we agreed on these goals, and you show me progress. It just simplifies our conversation, right? Yeah. We get just right to the root of issues. We, we, the issues are right there in front of you. Mm-hmm. I don't have to discover them. Mm-hmm. You bring them up ahead of time and you said, this is not what's happening. And you get to shine and, and show all the ways that you're, think, that you're thinking and how you tackle these problems. Yeah. That otherwise I would be the one always like, did you think of this? Did you do this? Yeah. Uh, so I, I think that the freedom that it gives people, people want to be proud of what they do. People want to be able to show their work get as much credit as possible, you know, selfishly speaking. Mm-hmm. And so for them to come prepare to a meeting and know that that's what the person that you're presenting to is what they want uh, and you're in agreement, oh, so much easier. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I definitely have been in meetings where if you're not making all the, the sort of underlying metrics and progress clear on the thing that you're working on, everyone in the room can feel that there's a problem, but it's hard to figure out where it is. And then the questions you get asked are much more uncomfortable because people are like, what's happening? What's going on here? Instead of if you can just show it, it's a lot easier. A lot easier. All right. So let's go through the different pieces of the performance system. So we have goals, milestones, grids, and motions. Goals. How would you describe what our goals are at Drift? I think listen, <laughs> other than the notes, yeah, I'm, I'm reading your notes here. Down. Obviously, uh, thank you. Uh, this is great. I can show you. You're showing your work. <laughs> I would say I was trying to think of higher level because of the mm-hmm. work process, right? Mm-hmm. I'm anticipating a question. I know you're going to ask me. Yeah, <laughs> but I think that um, 
it's really, I think you broke it out into, there's four components to this, and, and one is more about planning and the other one is about progress, right? Mm-hmm. Or usually my favorite word is visibility. Yep. And I think that visibility is something that we all have to be comfortable with. We want to work in very modern uh, workplaces, right, where we have a lot of trust and autonomy. And so with that, you you know, we need to be all comfortable with, with visibility. So there's there's four components, two categories, planning and visibility. Mm-hmm. And really, I want to talk about them without the specifics, because there's a lot of specifics in our mm-hmm. system, and we'll, we'll be publishing this public. We'll, we'll put this publicly on the website yep. in our templates. And it's really about the first one on plans is what are your goals? Do we have clarity? Mm-hmm. Do we have a small number of them? Can you state them? Can everybody see them? That's as simple as it gets. Mm-hmm. I don't really care how you know if you want to follow every step in, yeah, in yeah. the direction, but it's like, what are your goals? Mm-hmm. And please, you know, ideally you have one with a date. With a date, right? That, well, what are the three <laughs> parts of what are the three parts? What are the three parts of goals? Uh, you have to have a statement. You have to have a measurable KPI that's not just a binary. It should be an outcome, ideally a customer outcome and a date. And a date and a time frame, right? Yep. And so. If you just say, I want to, you know, visit the moon, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like, it's like, sure. Sure. When? It's like when, how many people, <laughs> yeah. right? Uh, how do you measure it, right? And that kind of stuff. And so it's, it's not clear, right? If I want to, you know, uh, build a ship that, that does this, but you like how many people fit in it, so forth. So that's the goals, right? And so that's really, and we can get into more specifics, right, of, of, of single KPI, right? I love it when, when people submit me a goal of visit the moon and then says, well, I want to spend 50 days there, and and I also want to go with the least amount of fuel, and I want to take uh, 100 people, and I also want, you know, it's like, no, no, it's like, that's too many things. What's the main thing? Mm-hmm. Can we get one human being <laughs> landing mm-hmm. on the moon and back? That, you know, just that's it, right? It's like one KPI. And it has to be clear what is achievable. Binary, just fight the urge of binary. Sometimes uh, binary is just yes or no, right? It's like, do we achieve that or not? And there's no measurement to it. And so sometimes we do things like, we will ship this product on this date. And so that's kind of like the one I usually take as a binary. Yeah, well, we've done it. We've tried to set a rule for the product team that we could do that occasionally as a sub goal. So if you have a top line goal, which follows these guidelines, as a product team, you would break it down and have ideally four or fewer sub goals that relate to that top line goal. And it's possible that one of them might be a binary if you know that you have to finish the thing that you're working on. Right. We're used to now and we we usually say something like, oh, it's not about shipping something on this date. It's Mm -hmm. really how many customers set it up on the first day. How many customers bought it on the first month? Right? Mm-hmm. And so I, I think those are, are get to really be the truth, right? Whether we have launched things that nobody could buy, we have made that mistake. We launched products that people couldn't buy, and so therefore no one bought it. Right. And so what was the point of shipping if no one could buy it? Mm-hmm. Or you know, so if the main goal is not there, it's like shipping something that doesn't really matter. Yeah. So I think so. That, so goals back to the second component would be milestones. Which is really, uh, you know, it's like plans, right? It's, it could be as simple as a, uh, just a list of things with dates. Yeah. Uh, because you get to show your thinking of how you're going to accomplish that outcome. Mm-hmm. I don't know why we picked this moon thing. But um, but if we're going there, we might as well break it down into steps. We break it down into steps, right? And, yeah. so, and so say milestones would be like, okay, 
what are the components that we have built, right? Uh, what have we tested, you know, of the rocket or so forth, right? What experiments have we run? By this day, we, we need to have broken through the atmosphere once, you know. Mm-hmm. And so if you don't have a, a set of milestones in there and you simply go, go to, your, to your manager and say, like, okay, this is my goal. I want to land on the moon and that's it, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like... Because I'll check back in in a year. Check it back in a year? Yeah. Like, how, but what kind of trust is that going to create? Mm-hmm. I'm going to be asking all these questions to you. When are you doing this, Maggie? Right? What are you doing? What is your you plan? Do ask what those do you need? Questions I ask those <laughs> but if you have the milestones done, you know, yeah. then, then that's how you get the questions to stop. Is if you do the milestones. Is that really the goal of this thing? It's like it's like how do I get the questions to stop for me? How too? do we focus on the the task at hand and not talk about the lack of dates, the and lack of lack dates, of planning, the lack of KPIs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yep. Yeah. That's goals, milestones, and then it comes the visibility, right? And and I think. There's two parts of it. One, it's called the grids, right? Where the idea is that it's something that we have evolved. Every company wants to have dashboards on the hallways and, and, and wants to, you have a leadership, you have an executive meeting, you have the business meeting of how, how mm-hmm. the business is going. And, and so usually we have things like, you know, revenue, ARR, and, and you mm-hmm. simply have like, this is our revenue. Right. And this is our forecast. And this is the actual, and this is the plan or something, right? And so when I looked at those and we have iterated and it's been painful as a company, right? There's no answers to this. And that's why we're sharing this. Uh, when, every time we ask this, how do we visualize? Because what happens when, when you're hitting the goal on ARR or you're exceeding it, guess what? How many questions are going to be asked? Not as many. Not as many. But what happens when you're not hitting the goal? Why? Why, right? So there's going to be a million questions. And so the issue is that with those charts that people tell, like, even give you, like, a pace line and a graph and a regression or this, and it's just the pipeline, the forecast, and the this. And you're like, but why Why is there a gap? Mm-hmm. And so the, the grid system is really a way for you to get to immediately, always from the beginning, have not just one number on where it is and, and clarity on how you display those metrics, but the components right. that go into revenue. Yeah. I think and I think that's to me was one of the most interesting things is I it was easier for me to understand how to apply that to a number like revenue because it seems on the surface a little more simple because it's like well you have to sell things right. and then you have to retain the customers. And it's like okay that that seems very doable. But on the product side thinking about okay well what's our version of a grid? That was more challenging for me. But then once we figured out, okay, this is the one KPI or the one North Star metric that I know means that my customers are successful. And here's the five things that I know feed into that number. And I'm being forced to run those numbers every other week and look at them really opens your eyes to what actually like that real true health of your customers using your product. I think that Grids is really the opportunity for those of us or in the world that, that are not cannot handle with the simplicity of one number, mm-hmm. right, is to give your supporting evidence, right? Right. And I think what usually happens in companies is that they'll have one number, and when you don't hit that number, then it begins It begins this frenzy of exploration. Let's, we're digging. You understand as a founder how many times I've heard the word. We're digging into the data <laughs> to find the reason <laughs> of why we didn't hit such number, and I'm like, so when, I, so when am I going to hear back from you? When's your deadline? What's the deadline? But yeah. there's no deadline on it. It's yeah, just yeah. everybody's digging mm-hmm. and finding. And so while a lot of what we're doing, it's really simple, right? In order to have revenue, you need to have leads. 
Do you need to have uh, demos? Do you need to have pipeline created? You need to have number of opportunities in contract stages. You need to have uh, opportunities in legal stages. If all of those things are zero, <laughs> the revenue is going to be zero. If you have lots of leads, more than you had in your goals, and then nothing else is moving. You know, so, you know, you, you get the point, right? Of like, yep. you go through each component. And so when you can display, instead of displaying one number, but you display what are the components that are having a, a consequence on that number ha, do affect it, then you say you can, they can, you can immediately spot the uh, number one source of error. Another thing I see in sales, for example, is that people will be like, one month, great pipeline, not good sales. Next month, great sales, not enough pipeline. And so we always tend to go where the problem is, mm -hmm. and then we ignore other key components. Right. And so I, I think that we have enough experience and we have enough knowledge in the world of like how some of those things work. Yeah. That you should know by heart what are the key components of most things. Yeah. And again, I think even just breaking it down, whatever the number is, breaking it down into those component parts is to me was half the battle and part of what I need to think about the most. Because when we did that for what makes our customers on automation successful, we found a really clear place where we weren't thinking about investing our time yeah. and it completely changed how we set our goals. Because we had the grid. And everything, I believe, you know, with a little bit of creativity and curiosity can be broken down into components, right? Mm -hmm. You know, how do you make a car? How do you serve a customer? How do you onboard a customer? Uh, how do you do an SBR with the customer? Mm -hmm. All those things have components, right? And then the last part is is probably, to me, one of maybe one of the... The newest, I think, that usually don't see in yeah. systems. I think we're we're sometimes in maybe in in tech and you know, in this type of environments is something that we don't like to see. But I don't know. Maybe this was inspired from you know when you go to the bathroom and there's that chart always is being the bathroom was clean. Mm -hmm. Somebody signs it and stamps it. Yep. Then you know <laughs> it's done. Yep. And so like I feel like that's that's like, the inspiration. That's for, the inspiration for, the for motion. For motion. <laughs> But this is really didn't know that uh, this accountability. I don't know. I just kind of made that up right now. But it's really that what I've learned right is that you can have goals, mm -hmm. you can have milestones, mm -hmm. and that that really helps, right? You have a plan, and sometimes the milestones they they slip. And milestones tends to be when you're doing something kind of brand new that has very different set of steps. Yep. Along the way, and then you can have a grid where you have a great dashboard mm -hmm. that kind of shows stuff. But when the grid shows you that something is red, that you're behind on something, the next question is, why? Why? Right? Yeah. So the, the question is good. Anytime I ask this, the answer is why. And so, and so like, this is a trap. This podcast is a trap. Right. Because you're saying <laughs> it's the drift performance system. What you're trying to do with yeah. this is be ready to say that why, mm -hmm. right? Ahead of you being asked, right? And yeah. that will make you look amazing mm -hmm. wherever you are in your career. I also, I think to me, one thing that is really important is that oftentimes when you're in a situation where a number is red, people are nervous. And then if you don't have a good answer to that question, they're more nervous. And by already going through this process and having all this all laid out, you don't have to be afraid because it's all on the page. There's no confusion and you can just move past it. Yeah. Because it's not like 
Wait, if, wait, if I want em- you to just move past the well, no, <laughs> We can move past the feelings to get to the solutions. Exactly. Whereas like we've been in, we've definitely been in a meeting where we got this all right, finally, and we had a red number and it wasn't like you were yelling at us because the number was red. Not that you would ever yell at us, but, <laughs> but instead it was more like, oh, great. Now we know exactly where this problem is. Let's focus on it. Let's focus on Exactly. And so, and I think my experience has been that just like with goals, that if you don't have a focus and you're not going get to get them done, in the same way, if you don't have emotion, and I think that that's why it's like we pick this as the name, right? And, mm-hmm. and we, we call those the motion tables, right? Which is really about this momentum, this activity, this cadence. Mm-hmm. And drift means constant motion. And so what happens is that we were like, what I tend to see a lot is that we drop the ball. Mm-hmm. Right. We we said that we were going to do this with every customer, for example, X, Y, Z. Right. And we learned that in some lesson, in some failure, it doesn't get written down. And then when you go find out what happened is usually the systems break, right? Systems break is either a people problem or a process problem or both. Mm-hmm. And so if you have defined a process to do something like you have to do prospecting every day. And so if you have a motion table which tracks on a cadence, how many people have you reached out on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, mm-hmm. or week one, week two, week three of the quarter, if you get go and write it down in there and say, I've done this, it'll be able to say, now you have two options when something is read. You're going to say, oh, oh, I realized, oh, shit, there's been zeros for three weeks mm-hmm. on prospecting. Yep. Elias, I already know the problem. We... We need to go prospect. We need to go prospect, right? We, we got distracted. Something else, mm-hmm. you know, a new person came in, gave us a whole bunch of new priorities, and we stopped prospecting. But if you're reviewing that every week, you know, you, you would have find that out in the first week. Right. Not three weeks, four weeks later. Because usually mm-hmm. that's what happens when sometimes that exploration team that goes into the Antarctica to find data, mm-hmm. sometimes they come back and they say, we found out that this was broken. But if you're reviewing your key motions right mm-hmm. on a on a cadence right with the frequency with the discipline you'll be able to spot those failures and that's what's going to stop you from right getting to the end of the quarter getting to the end of the year right and throwing your hands up and saying oh we didn't hit the didn't we didn't hit, hit this it was because yeah. of that okay so we have goals and milestones and then grids and motion when we are sort of actively working it feels like a lot so this is the number one pushback I've heard and I definitely I felt in the beginning. So how do you help people understand why this is valuable and why it's worth the time to build out these types of charts? I'm trying to think of a of a book that I was reading as a tweet or something that let me see if I get it right is that people will not change ever, right? Behavior if they're not dissatisfied with the current situation. Mm-hmm. If they don't have a belief that it can change. And, and the, the second is you don't have a vision of what it could change to. Mm-hmm. And the third one is they don't believe it. Right? All three things have to be to happen in order for you to change. And, and I think I think all those things apply to this, right? It's really, if you're happy with the way that you're setting goals and you're providing visibility to your manager, to your leader, to your board, to, to your CEO, if everything's going well, you know, then I don't need to do anything. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm happy for you, right? But if you're dissatisfied with the way that your career is advancing, the way that your company works, the way that you communicate with your customers, step one. Second, 
let's have a vision, right? And so like the vision is somebody has to explain this at the highest level, right? And it, it could be as simple as all you take is this podcast recording and say, I'm going to go try this myself. You can absolutely do it, right? What are the four steps? Define some goals. Very few of them. Make it measurable. Put a time frame. Spell out a plan. One page. <laughs> just rose. I'm going to do this 10 things I in this order. It had just three steps. It had three steps. Yeah. Right? It's like, that's it. That's my milestone. Yes. You communicate it. Have some sort of slide that shows at any moment in time a snapshot of where you are. If you're supposed to run a hundred mile race mm-hmm. in your training, like what's the farthest you ran that day? Or how far have you run, right? In your goal of learning how to run a hundred miles, right? It's like, uh, I get to 50 now. I get to 70. I get, I wish, right? Be my dream. <laughs> And then we'll set a goal. Instead of stop it, <laughs> I have I, I am going to something. I'm going to Everstein. I'm doing that the hike again. And then the last one is the motion, right? Mm-hmm. It's like not only tell me at any moment in time I currently can run 47 miles. That's my max. That's the dashboard. That's the grid. That is the moment in time. And you can say you know other things. How long does it take you to recover? How much resting? How much preparation? Blah blah blah. Those are the components. What did you eat? Blah, blah, blah. How much water did you drink? Whatever. Mm-hmm. Motion would be how many miles did you run every single day? If all of a sudden you're running zero miles for three weeks in a row, for mm-hmm. four weeks in a row, you might not be able to achieve your goal. Yep. That's it, right? It's, so it's like this is extremely simple. So if, you, if you're dissatisfied, now I'm giving you a vision of like there's this four basic things that I think are going to help you accomplish that especially if you're not using any of them. Mm-hmm. And then now the belief that you can do it, right? And I think that that should be very simple, right, uh, to do these things. And you should believe that there are frameworks and systems and ideas that we can learn from others uh, to have more fun at what we do, to progress, to accomplish more goals, to, to be more successful in life, right? I actually think it made it faster to me. I think that maybe the first three or four times I had to fill out some of these types of slides yeah, of course, it took longer because I'd never done it before. But then now that we know where the data are, we know how to fill them out, we know what to do. It doesn't take that long. And then the conversations are just better because we don't waste time. Yeah. I mean, I think what's, what's been painful to us, and I think that that's what we want to give this out, is that it's taken us, what, like a year and a half of, yeah. of an evolution of thinking that, you know, so, for example, companies like Amazon inspire me to mm-hmm. do some of this, right? To believe that we needed to build systems this early in the stage of the company. For example, you, everybody, many people have heard about the, the six pages, right? Or mm-hmm. the press releases that Amazon has to write. And at the beginning, it was like, write a few pages and let's read them. My understanding now is that there's layers and layers of committees that... And it takes months to write this press releases or something like that. And mm-hmm. and it gets approved and it gets better and better until maybe uh, Jeff reads them. And they might be amazing. And they are amazing because they are they move at an amazing pace, right? They're still one of the biggest startups in the world. Yep. And so that's kind of what inspired me to like, you have to build systems to scale. You know, Amazon has systems on hiring, right? Google has systems, you know, all those those big companies have them. And so I didn't want to say... Forget the systems, right? Right. It's like, there's something there. What can we start with our lightweight process? And we've been iterating. So I think that that's, to to be honest, it's been painful. It's been long. But I think we, this here is the culmination of 
a complete set of tools that allows us to communicate. But I don't want you to think and hide behind the process or behind the tool and think it does all the work, right? Mm -hmm. It's simply, I don't want us to fall and lose creativity Mm -hmm. and the ability for us to think and solve the problems, right? Yep. Yeah, but I think also as someone at in the stage I'm at in my career, tools like this mean that you can trust me with more than I think you would be able to trust me with otherwise. Absolutely. Because when I fill out all these different things and you know I'm looking at all the data and you know I'm, I'm thinking about the problem in the right way because you've seen my work, then you can leave me to do, to kind of go off and be creative and think about things and work on my own. And you're not constantly like checking in and needing to kind of micromanage right. because you, you've seen enough, there's enough transparency that you can trust that I'm doing the right thing. I, I think that that is... That is one of the goals. I, I think you, you hit it in a word that is very, very dear and loved and hated by me. <laughs> Micromanage. <laughs> Why are you laughing, Maggie? I didn't know what the word was going to be. Uh, We're doing great. We're doing great. We're okay, doing good, great. Yeah. good. It's like micromanage. Micromanage. <laughs> micromanage. Yeah. I think you that, don't do that. No, I, of course I yeah. do. You no, know, I. It's situational leadership. Fair enough. Uh, there are moments, and we just get interrupted there. Uh, somebody <laughs> opened the door. But I think that, um, I think micromanagement is real, right? And I think that there's problems on both sides that people uh, either don't think they micromanage, and they do, mm-hmm. and people think they're being micromanaged, and they're, and they're not, right? Yep. And I think this is my belief, is my passion, is to, this should be a huge component in removing that micromanagement confusion that affects the workplace and companies mm-hmm. slow us down, right? Yeah. And so like by using this, you should be able to show that if you have a manager is micromanaging, you you show up and you're like, let me show you my goals, my plans. Doesn't matter what the company does. Yeah. You show this level of, of focus mm-hmm. and motion and, and updates and, and status, they're gonna get out of your way. If they don't, you get out of that place. Yeah. Come here. Uh, come to Drift. Uh, we're hiring. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, what, what am I allowed to say here? Not know. right. It's, it's your saying, company. Uh, Drift.com. Go <laughs> <laughs> buy Drift Insider, please. Drift video, Drift email. Go. Automation. Automation to AI. And so what happens is that so I would it, it eradicates that. And then yeah. if you are a micromanager mm-hmm. as, as a manager, then you can go and say, use this and propose it. Mm-hmm. And then now you can decide you know, be more thoughtful about the questions and the ways that you're supporting your team to continue on and solving the real problems. Yeah. And so I, I really want to, you know, eradicate that and then say, like, let's use this to help yeah. have a better conversation. Yeah. And it, I mean, it works. I've probably had an uncomfortable level of freedom from after filling out, doing all this stuff pretty frequently with you yeah. and with Craig and other people, as long as I'm doing the right stuff, kind of on my own. Yeah. It, it's like... It, it's just like no, we're collaborating. You're yeah. you're showing me the progress. When 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 somebody's running a product organization, when someone it has a whole new set of customers that are big important bets to a company. If you don't have a motion of how much the tasks on your work that you're doing with this new product and the engagements that you have with your customers on a daily basis, mm-hmm. right? If you don't have the stats and the me- and the metrics and the dashboards for each kind of customer that you're working on, how am I supposed to believe? Yeah. That you're doing those things. Yep. But the level of stuff that you've been able to present and the ideas and your own iteration, this is just a framework. Mm-hmm. But what you present in it, you control. Yeah. You define the goals. You define the numbers. You define the motions. 
you define the frequency. And I've seen you constantly iterate on that. And so I think that that's, that shows the, that this shouldn't be stifling creativity. Right? Yeah, definitely not. All right. So you mentioned a little bit of a couple of the books and the people that influence us. But what would you recommend to people who are listening or watching um, this that they should read or think about or podcasts or places where they can go and get some of that inspiration that you got when you created the system? Yeah, it's, it's really been building the system. It's kind of like has shifted my has kind of guided my learning journey. I think it's all about, uh, you know, you you go from a founder of a 10-person company to a founded founder of hundreds of person in the company, and you realize and the feedback that you get is that you have to delegate, you have to support and, and give autonomy, you have to ask for the right things at the right level, right? And so those are something some things that I've been, you know, reading, and and you're like, Companies come to me all the time, and they're like, "Should we use OKRs, right?" And and I and it's like, absolutely, go read John Doerr's book, right? Um, you read things like the Rockefeller Habits book, right? You know, there's a book called Scale Up. There's Jocko Willink, right, on on ownership and autonomy. There's uh, feedback books, coaching. There's um, there's a book I'm reading right now that I'm loving. You're not listening by Kate Murphy. And so what happens is that all those things have been like, just keep adding to this. And mm-hmm. I just feel like there's a convergence, right? In clarity, focus, simplify, focus, and repeat is mm-hmm. one of our themes for this year. And we kind of been, I've been like, I always go read this book and I'm like, but how do I do it? Yep. Yeah. And that's part of what this podcast was, is people talk about how they build products. And then my question is, well, how, how? Like I read the Medium article, but I don't know how to do the thing that you talked about doing because it's so light on the details. It's so light on the details. Yeah. And I, I think this podcast might not be enough either. And that's why we're going we're gonna to yeah. publish this and, we, and we'll show the templates and mm-hmm. we'll do some videos on how we do this stuff because we just want to help others grow and be successful. And I don't want anybody spending two years of their time <laughs> to, <laughs> doing what we to, did to figure out the same thing. Yeah. You know? Awesome. Well, Elias, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you. you. you Thank you for having me. I think you think. What? I don't know. We'll see. Let's see what the people say. Yeah. All right. Thank you. 